Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Joy and Reason podcast. My name is Matt French, your co-host, and with me is my lovely wife, Gia French, and our dear friends, Scott Vitro, and my wife, Shara Vitro. And today we're going to be talking about who we are and how we met and what you can expect from the Joy and Reason podcast. And leading us off with our first round of introductions will be the Vitros. Hey everybody, I'm Scott Vitro, and uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about who we are first. So I was born and raised in Arkansas, and my wife is from California. We met in the military, so we actually have uh, four friends here who are all veterans, so you're going to hear a lot about that. So would you like to... Yeah, hey everybody, I'm Shara, Scott's wife. We have been married for about 10 years now. We have three biological children, and we have two foster girls with us right now. And we, we, like my husband said, we met in the military. We were actually overseas on a bus in Dubai, and I was making fun of his friend. <laughs> and that's how it all started. It was all, oh my goodness, it was Sunshine crazy. Sunshine roses. <laughs> we actually, we were not saved, and we got pregnant pretty, pretty quickly um, after we met and got married when I was about seven months pregnant. And man, God just snatched us up. He... Oh my goodness, there was nothing that we did. He snatched us up because we were done and he just completely changed our lives and our marriage. We went from hating each other and not wanting to be together to actually truly loving one another and seeking after Christ together. And it's been crazy and chaos and beautiful and messy all wrapped together. So we're excited to be here. We're excited to start this podcast and we're going to hand it over to the Frenches. So Sweet. I am Matt, as I've already said, and with me is my lovely wife, Gia. Uh, she and I met in the Marine Corps in Virginia in 2009 is when we met. So we've been married for over 10 years now, and we have four lovely kids. Uh, we've gone from Virginia to California to uh, now Florida. Uh, so this is where we are recording in the Panhandle, and uh, that's... When we first met, I was not a Christian, but my wife was. Yep. I was in the Marine Corps, and that was something new to me, having grown up in the church and having been uh, well acquainted with spiritual things and religious people and wanted to kind of strike out on my own. And uh, a lot of my reasons for joining the military had to do with getting my education and learning different things. So uh, that landed me in Quantico, Virginia, which was really exciting, and I didn't really know anybody there. And then I ended up meeting Matt, and I decided that he had internet in his room, and so I would just <laughs> borrow that from him to get my degree, and I got a great husband out of it. So, I mean, if you need internet, and there's That's, a cute guy that has it, just handy tip, gals. That, that is a that is one way to, to run into guys, I suppose, for sure. <laughs> and and the, the really interesting thing, too, was, uh, like I said, I wasn't a Christian when we first met, and we'll get into that more in our next episode, but... It was through a lot of process of uh, dialogue with, with Gia that kind of brought me around to the faith. Um, but so we met and got married over 10 years ago. And then we moved out to California in 2000, uh, December 2012. And it was there that we met the Vitros. Well, you and Scott met in college and yes. had a little bromance. Yes. <laughs> and wanted your wives to meet because they... Um, yeah, yeah, Matt... Matt and I both got out of the military relatively at the same time. We were using our GI Bill to go back to school, and we ended up in an English class together, and uh, that's where Matt introduced me to uh, some pretty heavy theology, but it was just <laughs> funny because we were both super annoyed that this professor like was bringing everything 
you know, back to just secularism, you know, and every type of liberal thing you could talk about. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, so are you Christian? I was like, yeah, are you? And we were like the only ones. So anyway, that's how our friendship started. It was like, hey, you got kids? Yeah, I got kids. And, uh, <laughs> Your wife should meet my wife. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's so funny because we come from such similar backgrounds. Gia and I were both very charismatic growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised Catholic. And I was kind of... Christian moralism, but I was I, I would identify as atheist through high school and the first few years in the Marine Corps. So and I wanted to be a female pastor, Pentecostal. Yep. So that was pretty <laughs> exciting. So we all just are this smorgasbord of of backgrounds, and we all somehow came together and through hours and hours of late night debates mm-hmm. and conversations and frustration and laughing, um, we all just well matt started <laughs> matt started well yeah i i uh i i guess i'm a little bit to blame i'm the vessel that god used in that sense because i came around to uh my understanding of reformed theology when i was uh it was 2013 and it was through facebook it was a facebook meme page and i saw some page and it was posting some memes and i was like i don't know what that word is what is what is you know, superlapsarianism. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I what still is, don't know what that what is. What is Arminian? What is Calvinist? I don't know what those things are. So I just Googled it and that led me down a rabbit trail of YouTube videos with R.C. Sproul and James mm. White and John MacArthur and all these other things. And and so I became convinced of, you know, uh, Reformed theology and that ended up leading to some uh, to some hard times, hard discussions mm-hmm. with, with Gia and even with the Vitros going over, hanging out with y'all and um, it certainly wasn't my plan. Yes. I, I can look back and see how in your mind when you're married, you have this idea of where you're going. And that seemed like such a curveball. And yeah. it really didn't fit into what I thought no, we were doing or what we were going to end up becoming. And so it's interesting that it very much was, you know, like a little rock that just toppled this giant statue in a sense of our pride and of our understanding of ourselves and, and our understanding of who God is and true yeah. theology. So it was but a really neat. It's been really beautiful growth, watching growth you guys. Yeah. It comes at a cost. You yeah. know, it hurts yeah. sometimes. It does. It, it was, I mean, it was really hard because Scott and I had just recently gotten on the same page about <laughs> him not being Catholic. Like oh, yeah. we just got on the same page of like non-denominational, you know, and then Matt comes in and just destroys our world <laughs> with it things was, that I had never heard like, of. So, hey, show me in scripture where that is. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. And it was it's like, we don't use our Bible in church. Okay? It was, That's right. It was home. one of those, it was one of those like, yeah, we'd stay up till like literally, oh uh, we, we'd come over on a Saturday. It was always the dumbest decisions too. We'd come over on a Saturday <laughs> and we would stay up until like three in the morning and then try to go to church and, and usually successfully go to church in the morning. And our kids were so little. Like our, we yeah. still have yeah. littles now, but like they were little, little. And it we was, were nursing. It was nursing. rough. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. But we would, would, would come over, stay in y'all's guest room, and we'd just end up having like extended arguments, debates. <laughs> nothing nothing ever really malicious or, or really bitter or angry, but... There's definitely a few that Gia that you kind of just I'm going to bed. <laughs> y'all y'all can talk about. It. I'm going I to sleep. I think it was just wanting to be right that that right yeah. You know I had to be right. I I being I felt in a lot of ways being the most churched person of the group mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be like providing all this you know deep insight. And my husband is really well read and he's really well spoken and he was he was kind of becoming a different person in a really good way. But it was just kind of hard to maybe match that up to who I met and who I thought you were. And and I was very domineering as a personality type to start with. And then I joined the Marine Corps, so it became even more. Um, and, and again, obviously, that's not submitted to Christ. It was really kind of ugly in that sense. It wasn't a good thing to be that way. Um, obviously, you want to get things done as a Marine and you know, meet your objectives. But as a wife and a 
and a mother, like that yeah. really was um, damaging our relationship a lot. And there was a lot of topic uh, about, you know, submission and women preachers <laughs> and different things where I guess I just assumed all of our lives, you were going to, you know, follow me around and do what I told you to do and didn't really have a great understanding of biblical roles and didn't understand why God made them the way he did and why they're good for us. So again, as we go through our podcast, I'm sure some of these topics will come up and we'll be able to share just about God's done and how he's changed us and how, you know, truth has been the the focal point. We've really moved away from a lot of feelings and positions and um, maybe tradition. I think that's a big one in in Christian circles, Catholic circles, for sure, having a tradition, having something to go back to. But when you go back to scripture, that's the, that's the, the authority, and if you're truth is true. submitted to that authority, yeah. it's going to change how you are and how you function. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a great segue into our title. Can we can we talk about that for yeah. a minute? Or? Yeah, the so, joy and reason. Yeah, so yeah, I no mean, one's talking about why, <laughs> why why did we choose joy and reason? And you know, there are several things about that, but the thing that stuck out to me in Scripture was Paul, you know, writing about how he's you know learned to endure with much and with little, um, and how to find joy. Uh, in Christ, uh, no matter what your situation is. And so with joy and reason, we kind of want to marry these two topics of like, you know, you have this one part of Christianity that's very emotional based, Mm. and you have another part of Christianity that's all theology based. And the thing is, is, you know, whenever we look at Christ and who he was, yes, he spoke truth, everything was theologically sound, but he also cared about our feelings. And he had big feelings too. I mean, he, he cried, laughed, you know, tears, everything. Um, so we, we kind of want to marry those two concepts together and see, like, you know, how, how can we find joy, not only in good times, but through through bad situations as well. And then with the other side of that is the reason part. And that's that's also twofold. It's like, well, you know, there are reasons why things happen. And we, you know, we're not always promised the answers to those, but we can also reason together and we can think, th- you know, through logically. We can look at scriptures and theology and see those things. But also, like, let's just be real. Let's be real about our emotions, our joy and sadness, and see how Christ wants us to live, you know, with joy and reason. So that's that's kind of a little bit of a background on the uh, the name choice. And because he wouldn't go with charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, we tried. We that's were trying that, too. and it did. It failed. Was, it, no, but it worked totally out. Failed. And Even, it's honestly beautiful. And, I mean, our entire friendship has been filled with joy and reason. I mean, we've come together over, it's almost been eight, eight, eight years yeah. of us just debating scripture and laughing hysterically at the most random things. And so I'm really excited about where this is going to go, how God is going to use this. And even if it's just for us. Our enjoyment. This might be a fun outlet just for us to Well, I'm also thinking about as parents, now that we have children, now that we're trying to raise image bearers that are going to be able to have a reasonable defense of their own faith, I think it becomes all that more important for us to have our reasons because that's really a big thing in our culture is, you know, the reasons for why you do things tend to be sufficient. Um, If they're good choices or bad choices, people just assume, well, whatever reason you have for that must be sufficient for you to make that choice. And as Bible believers, we obviously want to go back to scripture and say, well, the reason we're doing these, you know, the reason why we homeschool, the reason why we uh, have minimal screen time, you know, certain things that we do that might seem strange to onlookers is because there is a reason for why we have this hope within us. There is a reason for why uh, we can have joy, especially as we yes. look at whatever comes the next four years from 2021 onward. There there are reasons to be joyful. There are reasons to... Is there something going to, on right now? No, nothing. No, nothing. nothing. No. America <laughs> is a wonderful place. I heard there was something about another inauguration taking place this week, but that doesn't matter because our, this is our inaugural This is stuff. ours. <laughs> this is our week for this. America, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to take that a little bit further, we kind of want to explain a little bit about... Um, 
just our our audience and who who we're who we're looking for. I mean, th- this isn't just something for you know staunchly reform people or this and mm, that. Like right. we we want to it, you know it, we we want to walk you through our journey of not only our varying backgrounds of you know Pentecostal, non-denominational, Catholicism, all these different things, and how God's brought us you know to a different place, but also just you know, how secular the world is and where, you know, we've come from and how God snatched us out of that. I mean, we got two Marines here and two Navy, you know, veterans here. Like, you know, it hasn't just all been rainbows and butterflies. Like we are, you know, deeply broken, sinful people who have done a lot of really dumb stuff in our lives. Mm So, you know, this is for everybody. This is for people with tough backgrounds. This is for people who are non-believers, for believers, for whoever. We just want to talk about truth. Yeah. yeah. And and some of the topics that you can expect from us is definitely, you know, from the veteran perspective, as well as, hey, you know, this is two couples that both homeschool. Um, we're, we're all Christians. We go to church together. So there's definitely going to be some uh, discussions about homeschooling. What's that? What that's like? Uh, maybe even some foster care uh, what yeah. with y'all fostering and yeah. Um, parenting, yeah, parenting, and discipline, because all of our kids are similar age, yes. and you know, eight, nine years old and, or younger. There's some fireworks, and yes, <laughs> definitely. Sure, it's there not are perfect. Handfuls, parents. but it's a lot of fun. A lot of teaching opportunities there yeah. are, and we also all moved cross country. We changed our entire lives and moved cross country. Yep. We, we followed you. Yeah, I say we, we prayed you here. We'll we find you, <laughs> which was we, exactly what we were planning. We moved from uh, Joshua Tree, uh, California, to uh, out here in the Panhandle of Florida. Well, being good Marines, we got out of the Marine Corps so that we would avoid being stationed at Twenty Nine Palms. And yep. of course, you took a job in Twenty Nine Palms as a contractor. Yep. So yeah. we we clearly had a great plan. And so we came out here in 2016, okay. and then it wasn't. Uh, it was a couple years later, and then. Y'all finally decided, oh, maybe we should just move out there near the Frenches. I kind of made a joke and sent him a job as a joke. <laughs> like, I was like, out hey, spite. <laughs> apply for this job. And he was like, I don't know. I'll just send in this random resume. And I mean, God opened up every door. I was, yeah. even, I remember crying to him. And he's like, we don't have to move. And I'm like, I'm crying because I have peace about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we got our entire church family in Florida we, praying by we, name for we, our we friends. We made sure we went to Lord in prayer and that, oh, and that it wasn't goodness. just a, a whimsical decision. So. It was not. It was very hard. Oh, but yeah. and it's kind of amazing when we moved out here. I think one of the comments, Scott, you actually said was talking about, um, I was talking so much about the money that Matt was going to make. And I was making these pronouncements like, we'll save so much money. There won't be taxes. And we're yeah, going to state income tax is not so a thing much here. better. And I think you made Move a statement about, you know, you better make sure that this is where God wants you instead of just talking about money all the time. And I remember being really angry about that. That sounds like something Scott would say. But it was, I, well, it's it, funny. I, I stuck I don't with me. I remember saying that. Do you remember like, saying I'm, it? It obviously left yeah. an impression. So. Because I was very much, uh, I didn't see God as our source at that point. Mm-hmm. Matt's job was our source. I mean, God was work- walking me through, you know, what my role is as a, as a spouse and how to support my husband. Mm-hmm. But I definitely thought money was the the goal. Like the more you make, that validates, you know, your who you are, and it validates your uh, self respect and self esteem and things like that. And it was just such a stark contrast from all of our friends congratulating us to our dearest bestest friends were like, well. Does it? Are you just going for money? And I was like, Well, hold up! You're supposed to support us. You're supposed to love us. Which, again, coming from yeah. that Pentecostal charismatic, you know, you're just supposed to agree with me all the time, all the and time. it's supposed to be, you know, sunshine and butterflies. And it's like that's not really what true friends do. They yeah. they kind of push back. And we had some rough times coming in to Florida, and a lot of difficulty and Very just rough. adjusting yes. to oh. a new system here in the South. Cause I, I am from San Diego, so I am Southern in one way, but not uh, explicitly Southern as it is known here in Florida. 
Um, but it was just really neat to have kind of those touch points of um, rather than writing you off as a friend, we actually became better friends even with distance, which was kind of surprising because I definitely in my head kind of had like a check by your name, like, well, you know, Scott Feature said this, so he's off my list now. And then it's just like, then you move. You're going to get Christmas cards from me. <laughs> and it's just, it's really neat to see like that was always iron sharpening iron, always wanting yeah. to be. Um, biblical about things, which is kind of funny in our culture. People don't really think of biblical things or have that inform any of their decisions. So to be like-minded in a spiritual way is really unique even among Christians. And then that we live so close together and that our kids play, it's just, it's a really interesting place to be at. And real life together can be really hard. I mean, when we moved here... I had a mental. Oh. One of our things fell down. Our, <laughs> don't worry, don't be alarmed. Our studio is falling down our around studio us. Studio is falling apart. Um, no, I, it was really hard for me, and just having you guys to come alongside. I mean, literally open my door when I'm telling you to leave, <laughs> and just to come alongside us and our marriage and the struggle and the ickiness that God was bringing out because He brought us here. It was just, it's looking back, it was just amazing and seeing His hand in it and how you guys were able to walk through that first. And then help us walk through it. Because I'm going to tell you, moving across country without a support system and family. With three kids. With three kids. Little kids. Little little kids. Is not easy. Yeah. Leaving a support system. Leaving, yeah, yeah, a big support system. Because you have all your family still back in California. And and we're very close. So it was just, it was hard. But God clearly has us here for a reason. And I'm so excited. Does it give you joy that you're here for a reason? (laughs) A reason. I I think it's going to be another great topic, you know, about how you can find joy when you're away from your family. I mean, even if you're in the military and you're stationed somewhere, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, your church family really needs to become your Your family. family. And I think that's, I think, I think biblically that's, that's how it's designed to be. Um, and so the, you know, the thing is too, is, you know, this isn't just going to be four people sitting here just absolutely agreeing with each other. Like no, we, I promise. we together as friends have fought and fought and debated over stuff. We hang out at each other's houses all the time and we always get into debates and Hey, how do you feel about this and that? And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm probably the only introvert in this group. So shout out to my introvert listeners. Uh, Matt may be an ambervert. I'm not sure. Yeah. I um, feel like, I feel like Gia kind of brought out a our, lot of the, extrovert our wives are definitely extroverts. Um, <laughs> extra. Just, tell, I'm just so. extra. Just all, all the time. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, if you're familiar with the, the fight, laugh, feast podcast too, I mean, that, that's kind of, what we like to do too, you know, I, I had a pastor one time talk about the word agitation mm-hmm. and how it's used negatively. But he said he was like, you know, the Bible actually says that we're supposed to agitate each other. And it doesn't really make sense until you think about it in the sense of like, you know, uh, you know you're mixing, uh, you know, certain foods together, or a recipe or whatever. But like whenever you agitate something, you fundamentally change it and it becomes something new. And I think that's part of the you know iron sharpens iron thing is whenever we challenge one another and don't just you know say oh yeah like i agree with everything you say you know we're going to get each other to think critically and to uh, maybe change some perspectives and even if we don't we can at least say okay there's another way to look at this and you know maybe maybe we can reason together it's kind of interesting talking about um men washing their wives with the word even uh, on the washing machine, the middle part is called the agitator. And the way to clean your clothes is to have the washing machine agitate <laughs> your clothes. So, so it's I, getting I clean. It. It's being, your clothes are cleansed by, by being agitated, which really would bother me a lot with Matt. He became very biblical when well, when he was going through this kind of reform journey. And I was like, I don't want to always talk about the Bible. I want to talk about my feelings. Say, but, wanna... but to be fair, I can be very agitating too. Yeah. Like in, in the not so way we're married because so. we agitate each other so well. We're so clean. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just want to circle back around a little bit to Scott and I. This is Shara. <laughs> Eventually you'll learn our voices because you're going to be listening to this so much. Um, like I said, we met in the military. We were both in the Navy. And something that we didn't really mention was just kind of how that process went for us being in the Navy and us getting pregnant while I was still in us, me, getting pregnant. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, well, give me a little bit of background. Like, why... Why did you even join the Navy? That's a pretty cool story. That is a cool story, huh? It's all my grandma. <laughs> my grandma was actually one of the first women in World War II. She was in the Navy, and she was a yeoman, and she was considered a WAVES back then. That's what the Navy was the called for women. Program. Yeah, the WAVES program. And so I moved in with her when my grandpa died, and she got kind of sick, and I was helping her. And she just continued to tell me stories about her time in the Navy, and it just really brought this excitement. And again, background, I was a total feminist. I was raised by a dad who who wanted a boy. (laughs) And so, I mean, I was in softball and he was always encouraging me, like, don't marry a man for love, like Mm. do what you need to do. And, and I mean, he was wonderful, but it was just that whole idea of of my emotions and my feelings and I can do anything. And so that led me into joining the Navy thinking I can do anything. I'm going to join the Navy like my grandma, who was also a very big feminist for her Mm. day and age. And so Scott and I met, like I, like I said, in a bus, in a bus on oh wait on a bus in Dubai, <laughs> and we um we were just friends for a while, and we would talk back and forth, and then on our first date together, essentially, we got pregnant. Well, we had known each other for over a year before our first yeah date. It was sure. our first weekend where I got to fly out and come yeah. see you. We joined. We I was stationed in Washington. He was stationed in South Carolina. I would say North South Carolina, and so he came out to California, and we got pregnant. And honestly, I just. It was such a hard season because I never wanted to get married and I never wanted to be a mom. And then here's this wonderful man who's like seeking after me and I'm basically telling him to go away and I'm not answering his phone calls. And Pretty much everything my mother taught me like, <laughs> that, that a good Southern mother would teach her son about how to treat a woman like just out the window. Like, yeah, none none of this don't hold the door open for me. I don't like flowers. Get away from me. No, I'm like, what are you doing? What? Why are you holding open my door? Go to the other side. I was just over Because I don't know. I was just I was raised in some trauma and also just learning that I needed to do things on my own. That's how a woman is strong. If she does them on their own. And I'm so thankful God changed me. I was yeah. going to say, in the military is a really good environment for that to be fostered. Yeah, so it's not exactly. like the military environment you were in was going to say, you should work on being softer right. and more gentle. No. It's like, you should be as hard as a man. And right. And just, having that toughness is something that you need as a woman in the military, too. Right. Um, pretending like nothing that they say bothers you and just kind of go with the flow. And and so anyways, yeah, like there's this man just seeking after me. And I remember one time he said, um, should we get married? And I said, if you think I'm marrying you just because I am pregnant, this is not the 1950s. I was like, no, thank you. And um, God just changed my heart towards him. And when we got married, we both kind of said, eh, we could always get divorced. Like, I'm wearing a black dress going down the aisle, seven and a half months pregnant. And our thought process was we could get divorced. We didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty status quo from the military. I mean, that's true. Divorce rates yeah. are pretty high and it's yeah. just kind of yes. like people taking bets on like, yeah, it's probably not going to work. Oh yeah. We, Our family was um, taking bets. <laughs> wow. We were, yeah. when, when my, uh, when my shop found out that I was dating another Marine, they were like, oh, that, first off, that's stupid. Like, I don't yeah. know why you're doing that. Like, yeah. that's just dumb. And then when they found out, oh, we're going to be getting married. Like, oh, you know, that's really dumb. Uh, you know, she's just using you for 
I mean, you know, whatever, whatever benefits that she's going to get out of it and y'all are not going to last and everything. And I was like, Man, I don't care. I don't care. I love her. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm set on making this happen. Like I really, I really want to be married to, to Gia, but yeah, I got a lot of flack for just, yeah. you know, wanting to be married, let alone, especially to another Marine. And I was pretty headstrong to where, you know, I was going to make it work regardless and yeah. growing up very conservatively Christian, like it, it was going to be my only wedding. I think I had that in my mind. Um, and we, right before we got married, you got orders to Okinawa. Yeah. And we were in Virginia. And so it was kind of like, maybe it's not going to work. Yeah. And what are we going to do? And we had everything booked. We had our honeymoon books, booked. We had yeah. our, like, everything booked. And it was one of those having to talk to uh, my command. And they they ended up, uh, my the guy who was going to be the best man at my wedding ended up volunteering to take my orders. Uh, so I didn't have to go. So I could, we could, story? we could go through. I feel, I, so I feel like we're ten years, Shara, eight years later. We're trying to tell these people that we know each other. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Is this new? I have no idea. So yeah, so he he took my orders, and so that way uh, we didn't have to lose on anything that we had, you know, spent all this money on for our honeymoon, for the wedding, and everything. And even that, it was we were always mindful to be, you know modest we weren't one of those like oh yeah let's do an all-out extravagant wedding but just that we had our honeymoon booked the whole trip we we're really looking forward to it so for him to step up and say hey i'll, I'll, I'll take the orders because i'm single i'm awesome. you know i was like oh man and so uh shout out to you josh it was awesome you really jumped on a grenade for me there really appreciate it which is just amazing seeing god's hand in your marriage i mean were you saved by that point yet yes yeah yeah so yeah so i uh I, we did the whole we're either going to get married or we were going to break up unless we go to church together and yeah. that was really fun yeah gia gia literally came up to my barracks room and said hey i'm breaking uh, up with you I'm, unless you want to go to church like yeah either <laughs> a very winsome evangelical tool it was for dating someone. it was literally it was sunday morning she's like hey either either you're going to church or we're not going to date anymore it's like all right i guess i'll you know i don't really and have nice cried, clothes i'll try to and that was very emotional yeah, that's that's a separate thing. It was, thing. That was real. It Very was, private. Well, I was just going to say, we we found each other in the Marine Corps as real people. And I think yeah. that's something that yeah. wasn't, we weren't witnessing that with other people around us, that there was very much a facade of who this person yeah. was. And there was a work Marine. There was a person outside, you know, at the club right. type of person. And we were never those type of people. Matt, uh, Matt was very much of a safe place for me. He was like well read. He played video games very yeah. much in the nerd category, yeah. which was like he's never gonna cheat on me. He's never gonna, <laughs> you know, be caught running around with other people. So it felt very safe. Like I could truly be myself. Well I've been that. I've been told many times uh now, especially like, oh, you were in the Marine Corps? I'm like, okay, well I take that as high praise. I take that highest compliment. Thank you very much. Yes, I I was in the Marine Corps. Well and then here Scott and I we were both raging alcoholics. <laughs> In the Navy. <laughs> partied all the time. I mean, they, it's, you know, drink like fish, right? I mean, right, it yeah. was. There's stereotypes for a reason. In the we, well, <laughs> we, we surpassed them. We ended up being in Quantico, which is non-deployable. And I think the quote was, this is where Marine Corps careers come to die. Yeah. So there was very much this depressing kind of overall feeling of being very there. Very corporate-y. Especially okay. for those of us on the enlisted side. I mean, right. The Crossroads of the Marine Corps is kind of the name of Quantico. So you have the officers being trained and you have people doing these schools and things that are building their career. But if you just start off there, it just seems like I'm never going to get out of this place. This is so depressing. And uh, we we found each other, I would say, very much enjoyed each other's company and it brought a lot of joy to our lives. And that you, you were willing to entertain me with regards to like, hey, I have like really weird, like I'm a, I love history 
And of course, being there in Virginia, it's like, oh, that's like the epicenter of American history. So that you were willing to go to like battlefield sites and reenactments and just like look at different things with me. I was like, oh, this is really fun because most people, especially uh, even even guys in my shop, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this event or whatever. Like, oh, that's that's dumb. That's stupid. And I'm like, OK, well, I guess I'm not going to tell you I'm going to go do this stuff anymore. And a full uniform. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Standard braid rest. I, I, so, yeah, that was uh, it, it. It really is amazing to see how God yeah. has been at work, even even in those times where, you know, I didn't realize, oh, God, your hand is in this. God, right. you are working in my life. You're working in our life. You are bringing us together. And it is a, an amazing thing to really just take a step back and think about, um, to just marvel at, like, man, all my life, what what has God been doing? And I can only imagine, like, what the future holds, right? right? We don't know. Like God knows. But it is... I, we can face it with confidence knowing that, oh, it's in God's hands. God is the one who's in control. He's good. He's sovereign. And uh, he's working all things out for his good purposes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that, like looking back and seeing, the only reason that I met Scott is because my dad died while I was on deployment and I had to go home. And then when I came back, that was the only reason I was on that bus. I would have been somewhere else because we had already gone to Dubai. And mm -hmm. so looking and seeing how God used us in our wretched, sinful state, and he had already chosen us together like mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful and it's a reminder because in those moments of just frustration and trials and tribulations and sadness you it's comforting to look back and see he's always been there he has never left me I am his so even in this moment of frustration I can still find joy in it because he's always been there um, and how much greater his plan is that yes. in our own minds, you know, being, me joining the Marine Corps was like, I'm going to get my degree and then I might go officer and I have all these plans I'm going to have. And then first enlistment, got married, had a baby, you know, all of these things happen all at once to where I got out of the military. And I have friends now that are you know, gunnery sergeants and they're uh, officers now and they're war yeah. officers and they, their careers have just taken off. And I was just sharing this with a friend about seeing that I could be really miserable and be really depressed, like, oh, I regret getting out, or see that I would not be the same person today, right. that I wouldn't know the Lord or love the Lord the way I do now if I had mm -hmm. not gone through those things, and that that's really the treasure of our lives is not necessarily just our marriage or, or our children right. or that we live in Florida, but our treasure is Christ, and that that became so real walking through this process. And, yeah. and it's just great to see God's plan is always going to be accomplished oh, yeah. in a really unusual way. I think I find that really comforting that God does things way beyond my ability to parse them out. Like I'm not going to be able to see how it's all going to work together, mm -hmm. but like, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, where it says all things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, that that is specifically for Christians. We take comfort in that, that if he has called us, if we are his, the things we go through are for a reason yeah, and that we them. have joy as we walk through that. Yeah. So joy and reason. Joy and reason. Joy yeah. And reason. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and just for our listeners, we, we were all enlisted, just so you know. Yeah. Yes, so. yeah. we were all enlisted. None of us are <laughs> bougie, <laughs> those elitist officers or anything like that, no. No, yeah, we were all enlisted. But when you said that you kind of told Matt, like, you're going to church, I remember being on the phone. I was in my office. I was pregnant in my ugly pregnant uniform. It was terrible. They're the worst. They're the worst. Oh, the worst. And we were on the phone, and I basically told him, 
I was like, you're Catholic. I can't marry a Catholic. Catholics aren't Christian. We can't be unequally yoked. And I was just sending him. Ooh, yeah, we, we thought about that for two years. Our <laughs> Catholic save. And uh, yeah, so that, We'll have that another happened. podcast. That's not, we're not going to get into that today about that. But, and to sharpen our weapons first. <laughs> but it was just so interesting. Like, man, I didn't know. All of it was legalistic. All of it was based on emotions. All of it was just based on how... <laughs> how my feelings felt or and, and not actually knowing scripture. So coming to this point in our life where we are actually in the word, we are actually fellowshipping with believers and, and reading scripture together. And, and you don't have to rely on your emotions anymore because you're rooted in truth. Yeah. And I think that that has been something that we all want to bring to this podcast is just to remember our emotions do matter in the sense that God does love us and he yep. cares for us. But at the end of the day, if you change truth, then you're not seeking after God's will. Well, truth is the anchor. Truth right. is the anchor. To use a Navy metaphor. Well, and I like and, that, and you know the illustration of that. You know, the, if you think of a train and you have the engine of the train and then the caboose, it's like okay, you should never let your feelings, you should never let emotions be the engine. It shouldn't be the one that's driving everything else. It, it makes a wonderful caboose. It makes a wonderful you know add-on. It's supposed yeah. to your emotion should follow. Uh, truth it should follow what it is that you firmly believe um so we are emotional beings we are created in that way like scott like you mentioned earlier you know we uh, christ himself when he walked the earth he experienced the the gamut of emotions Mm -hmm. you know he flipped tables in anger righteous anger he wept Mm -hmm. you know he he experienced uh, he had very normal human experiences and so it's really important for us to realize we should have joy we should fight for joy we should seek that joy we're commanded in scripture to have joy and we should have joy rooted in christ and in any circumstance and whatever it is and we should always have a reason for that hope that's within us a reason for why it is that we are the way that we are why it is that we live the the odd or peculiar life especially in today's age you know where everything our lifestyles are becoming more and more weird more and more yeah Yeah, like it's oh that's odd and traditional and whatever you know that's that's not how you know people live anymore um and we live that way because of john 17 17 where jesus mm. prayed for us to be sanctified in truth that we want to live in truth and we want to walk in truth and truth is our ultimate authority that's how we structure our lives is that we believe something we have a reason to believe it when we walk in that, when we adhere to truth, there is joy in that. There right. is joy in that, yeah. So, and I think it is good to have a podcast like this for people that are looking for joy because joy uh, can be elusive in this world. We can put our attention on other things. So it's good to have a podcast about having a reasonable hope and finding joy mm-hmm. in, in walking in that. Yeah. And also defining what truth is. I mean, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus that. He said, "What what is truth? And, you know, it's it's a, it's like a war of definitions, as Gia has told me before, yeah. in our culture right now. So, you know, we, we want to help everybody walk through, like, okay, what is truth? Why is it reliable? And not just give you, like, a, well, you know, it's a mystery or you have to have faith. Like, no, there are very concrete, real answers as to what truth is. Yeah. And that's what we want to bring to the table. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about our testimonies. And then following that, we're really going to get into just different topics. And yeah. one of those topics is going to be Christian parenting and discipleship. Yeah. So we yeah. really look forward to uh, to our listenership. And uh, thanks for, for tuning in. And one last thing. We're walking through this as well every yeah. day. And, yeah. yes. and we want to be real and open and honest about the struggles. I want to 
be able to say like, I'm frustrated. I'm sinning. I didn't get in scripture today. I also need encouragement. And so we're just kind of walking through this together yep. with you. And um just... really, really excited to see where this goes. Me like too. I said, there's, yeah. there's a, we have a whole list of uh, things to, that we're, we're hoping to bring to the table and, uh, and provide quality interaction, quality dialogue about, you know, like you said, our, our testimony, then parenting, budgeting. What, what's it, what's it like? What's yeah. it like being, you know, living living on a budget, you know, in this way and in, in, in the panhandle? What? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love yeah, to hear your absolutely. questions and we'd like to pray for you as well. Yeah. And if you have any uh, questions or any type of feedback, uh, be sure to shoot us an email at teamjoyandreason at gmail.com. And the and is spelled out. A-N-D. And the and is spelled out. It is not a cross, unfortunately. Or an Gmail, Gmail won't let us, they won't let us do that. So, so anyways. We're going to talk to them about that. Later. Yes. So we're looking forward to uh, what the future holds. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you all for listening and joining in. We really appreciate it. And we're excited to get to know all of you more.